Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Happy, happy Friday. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond. Welcome to The Inner Life. Here on this Friday, October 7th, the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. I'm uh, so glad to have you here for this hour of spiritual direction. Now, isn't it nice? Isn't it nice when things work out the way that you hoped they would? Even maybe at the beginning when things didn't look good. Didn't look good at first or even the odds were not in your favor. But then it all turned around and everything came out good in the end. Sometimes we can look at those moments and we'll talk about how lucky we were. Other times we might talk about how we experienced this fortunate coincidence. But when you look at the world and the events of your life in the light of being a Christian— when you have the knowledge that God is in control of all things, and especially when you turn to God in prayer, asking for his help in those different moments, those different situations that you face in your life, then you see the outcomes as no longer being mere coincidence or purely luck. And even though I know I should have this kind of outlook, that I should have this kind of confidence in God that he'll take care of things, I am still amazed almost every time when those answers to prayer come along, especially when they happen immediately. Here's a for instance. This is a little over two weeks ago. Here at our studios, uh, we're based in the Chicago area, we had a little problem uh, that knocked us off air. Well, actually, it became a big problem, right, if we're off the air. There was something happening with our internet, our high-speed data connections here. And if you hear me say that, you might say, well, this is the radio, though. If I'm listening in my car, what does that have to do with any sort of internet or data lines? Well, you can still talk through the microphone, right? Well, the fact is we send our audio signal through one of those data lines, and it goes to this facility that shoots that audio signal up into space, up to an orbiting satellite, and then that satellite sends the audio down to a number of different satellite receivers located all over the country for those different local radio stations. This allows for this show, The Inner Life, and all the other shows on Relevant Radio to be broadcast on your local radio station, wherever you are in the U.S. So when the Internet, when the data connectivity went down, we had no way to send any of the audio out from our studios. So we had to turn to this backup facility, and it started running recorded programs that were from prior days. Our engineering team, when this happened, they're a really good group of people. They do really amazing work here. They were scrambling around trying to fix the problem. And we soon discovered that the issue wasn't on our end. It was a problem originating with our service provider, AT&T. So we were kind of stuck then. We couldn't really do anything other than wait for AT&T. Our engineering team, 
they had a meeting to discuss options. And at that point, our chairman, our CEO here at Relevant Radio, Father Rocky, he joined that meeting and he asked for an update where things stood. After a quick review of the current state of things at that moment, Father Rocky said something he always says. He says, let's pray. Let's pray a Hail Mary. And he asked everyone in that meeting to join together and turn to Mary, ask for her intercession so that the issue could be resolved as quickly as possible. Almost immediately, I'm, and this is not an exaggeration, no hyperbole here at all, within maybe one to two minutes of everyone praying together, those data connections came back online. And again, I know I shouldn't be surprised by this, that people coming together praying, asking for God to fix something, to, you know, give an answer, give a solution, whatever it is. I shouldn't be surprised by this because God is in control of everything. He is all-powerful. But it's still amazing to me when those answers come, and especially when they come so quickly. But prayer is powerful. When we turn to God, when we ask for the intercession and the prayers of Mary and the saints, when we bring our needs before our Lord who loves us, we can watch as he does amazing things. We can see miraculous answers to prayer. In fact, today, I mentioned it's the memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. We celebrate a miraculous answer to prayer. And why is it important that we remember those miracles, those answers to prayer? Well, I think it's for a couple of reasons. I think first, we can look personally. If we find ourselves struggling with doubts, when we think back to those answered prayers, that can help us recall God's faithfulness, his providence in past times that can help us through those current doubts. The second thing is looking beyond ourselves, because when we share our stories of answered prayers— It becomes that personal witness to others that God loves us, he cares for us, he listens to us, and that can impact other lives, that they might then say, well, maybe if it worked for that person, it'll work for me. So again, today, the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary, we want to spend this hour talking about prayer, along with looking at our relationship with Mary, and especially how she intercedes for us in that very familiar prayer devotion that we have as Catholics in praying the rosary. And our spiritual director joining us for this hour of the inner life, Father Matthew Witter, is back with us. He is a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. He's the pastor at St. John Newman's, St. William's, St. Joseph's, and St. Mary's parishes in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Father Witter, welcome back to the inner life. Always good to have you here. Great uh, great to be on the inner life, and, and just such a wonderful Wonderful feast day today, Our Lady of the Rosary, and and just the powerful intercession of our, our Blessed Mother Mary through, uh, you know, times past of the, like you said, the getting the connection back on at Relevant Radio all the way back through all the centuries. Yeah, praise yeah. God for for the gift of of, uh, of Our Lady and the Rosary. Well, and there there's kind of one specific event in history where we get this title. She also out of that event would sometimes be referred to as Our Lady of Victory. But can you tell us a little of the history of today's memorial, why we celebrate Our Lady of the Rosary today? Yep, specifically on October 7th, because it, uh, it memorializes a, really a naval victory for the, the Holy League, the, the Christian um, delegation within the Battle of Lepanto, which is really to this day known as one of the, like, since the Battle of Lepanto, there hasn't been a, 
a naval warfare type of experience on that level. And the, the Christian forces were kind of forced to, in a sense, play a little bit of defense because the Ottoman Empire had been kind of seeking to move in on Venice and then kind of go through Italy and, and seek to really take over Europe. And so there's a lot at stake here because if that battle would have uh, would have gone perhaps the other way, we, we might not be Christian today. Europe would be, have a completely different different look to it. And uh, it was within that type of, of land, uh, backdrop where Pope, uh, the Pope Pius V prayed for, asked the, the faithful to pray the, to pray the rosary, asking for God's blessing and God's protection and God's victory, uh, really to preserve, you know, part of the big part of it is, is to preserve the faith and protect uh, the people on land from, from terrible violence that would, would come through if, the, if the, the Ottoman forces would have, would have reached land. And so in really a miraculous way, because the, the Christian forces were, were historically history books would say would be outnumbered and there's also kind of a decisive moment in the battle where the winds changed that really helped the the, the christian forces at the times and it was it was a um, a complete victory for the the holy league and the, the christian forces that really preserved peace then within uh, within europe there were still other you know as history progresses other battles and such but it was it was a monumental victory and and the pope declared that it was because of the prayer of praying of the rosary and uh, then that 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 title uh, our lady of, of victory so you know as we look at this then one of the stories it kind of reminds me of is there's and i forget who moses is uh, leading the Israelites against, but yep. you know, there's this Amal- time. Amalekites. Am- okay, the, the Amalekites. I know what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amal- yep. And um, Moses is kind of up on this hill, seeing yep. the battle unfold below, and his brother Aaron and there's another um, Israelite up there with them named Hur, and the two of them, they are watching this unfold. Moses, he has his hands lifted up, outstretched, yep. and as long as his hands are lifted up. The Israelites are prevailing. They're the ones who are winning the battle. His arms get tired, and as he rests his arms, all of a sudden the Amalekites start prevailing in the battle. And so Aaron and Hur, they decide, oh, we need to hold up Moses' hands. And that's how they achieve the victory there in in that battle. Um, But it's so interesting to see the intercession of whether it's Moses in that battle or whether it's our Lady, our Blessed Mother, that we can turn to, and not just in, you know, a battle 500 years ago, but the fact that we can turn to her anytime, and she is going to intercede for us. She's kind of lifting her hands, lifting our needs up to God in heaven. That's exactly it. And, and you know, even when we pray that the Hail Mary prayer, you know, one of the parts of the, the Hail Mary is, is asking Mary to, to pray for us, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. And so it's, it's kind of right in the, the core of the, of the rosary of the, the Hail Mary, is that sense of asking Our Lady, who is the greatest intercessor before our Savior Jesus, uh, to intercede for us. And exactly, Moses, and right through the ages, intercessory prayer has always been such a big part of, of, our, of, our, of our heritage. And we think... Uh, you know, even on a day-to-day basis, we ask different people to pray for us and pray for others for certain intentions. And how much more should we ask uh, the sinless, blessed Virgin Mary uh, to pray for us? Yeah, well, and maybe we can talk a little about the history of the rosary itself, you know, as we as we look at the rosary. One of the things that 
my producer and I were talking about just before going on the air was that you had made mention to him the the feast that we celebrate today. Yes, it, it is remembered specifically on October seventh, but really, so many other days can be looked to as celebrating Our Lady of the Rosary. And I, I said, oh, yeah, almost any day could be Our Lady of the Rosary, kind of in the same way you say, well, there's a Mother's Day and there's a Father's Day. And, yep. and as a little kid, I remember asking, well, when is, when is you know, Children's Day? And you get the response from your parents, well, every day is Children's Day. <laughs> and yeah. we kind of have that with the Rosary. Well, exactly. We think of just the, the title, Our Lady of the Rosary, and we often think of you know, Our Lady of Fatima, our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, you know, Our Lady of Cabello in Rwanda. But so often we talk about Our Lady of. It's always many times connected to a, a pe- the peoples of the place or you know the, the city. And it's interesting. Well, Our Lady of the Rosary, you know, the Rosary is, is more of, of the prayer. But I think the connection, you know, part of the connection is Our Lady of the Rosary is is whenever the Rosary is prayed with with faith and devotion, like it's kind of a you know to use a maybe different word, it's kind of like a a movable apparition of Mary. Like wherever the rosary is prayed with, with faith and devotion, Mary shows up. She's there. She's there. And in any apparition, we talk about all those bigger apparitions, Lourdes, Fatima, Guadalupe. What does Mary always do? Point us to Jesus Christ. And so what does, what does the rosary do? What does the rosary do is, you know, we're, 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 we're clinging to Mary, but what is Mary doing? What is we meditate upon the mysteries? We're focusing on Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's kind of that, that, that powerful encounter where, where Mary becomes to life to us. And what does Mary do? She then opens the, you know, opens the treasury of, of her son's life, and we, we meditate on, on the mysteries. And, and even you know, you know, every day is Our Lady of the Rosary. We can think of even at Fatima when, when Mary was asked, you know, you know, who are you? What's your name? And what did Mary say at Fatima? I am Our Lady of the Rosary. Because uh, what does the Rosary do so powerfully? We take Mary take Mary's hand, and, and she opens the, the treasure of, of her son's life before us. So, and so it's Our Lady of the Rosary. Whenever we pray with faith and devotion, uh, you know, Mary is there. It's kind of that, that movable, portable apparition where Mary shows up with us, whether we're in the hospital, whether we're in hospice, whether we're lying in our bed or in church, wherever we might be, driving, Our Lady shows up with our Lord. Talking with Father Matthew Witter here today on The Inner Life about the rosary today and wanted to invite you into the conversation. You can give us a call at 888-914-9149. Maybe you have a question about praying the rosary, or you'd love to share how praying the rosary has changed you, how it has impacted you to be able to grow in the different virtues. Maybe you've become a more patient person, a more loving person. Maybe it's helped you in overcoming some sort of vice or maybe an addiction in your life, being able to ask for Mary's intercession in that way. Maybe it's been the catalyst to help heal a relationship. We'd love to hear your story or invite you to call in with your questions about the rosary. 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. You know, Father, as you're talking about Mary, that role of her as an intercessor, and how she's pointing us to Jesus, it might be good to talk, to just just spend a couple minutes here looking specifically at Mary's role in the church, what we believe about Mary, because 
while she's so loved by those within the Catholic Church, she can be such a polarizing figure for non-Catholic Christians. Um, you know, before I came into the Church, that was one of those misconceptions that I had of thinking Catholics worship Mary. They deify her. They put her on the same level as God himself. So maybe we can discuss why devotion to the Blessed Mother is so important in the life of a Catholic, but how we recognize as important as Mary is, she is still a created creature, not on par with the Creator. That's correct, and, and the best place to, to look, you know, to, to talk about Mary is to look, you know, right into Scripture. What does what does Scripture tell us about Our Lady? And so we we see in the Annunciation in Luke's Gospel when our Lord was going to come into the world. You know, the Lord could have come into the world at any type of different means, any way that the Lord wanted to, and yet the Lord chose the woman. The Lord chose chose Mary. And so that first principle is, is, is if, if the Lord chose, chose Mary, and we always want to follow in the footsteps of the Lord, so also we, we also take, uh, take Mary to be, to be our mother. And then we, we might see, you know, Mary's, you know, the, the words that she speaks, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to thy word. You know, what, those are the words of a disciple. And, and we think, we, we hear Mary in her Magnificat, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And so what does Mary do? She magnifies the Lord's presence. And, and isn't that our role, too, as we go into our, our daily life, to like to magnify the Lord, to rejoice in, in the Lord? And we take Mary's hand to help us in that. And then, you know, the wedding feast at Cana, that powerful role as, as Mary, as, as, as intercessor, as, as she just you know, looks at the servants and says, do whatever he tells you to do, not me, do whatever he tells you. Uh, to do and, and and Jesus can't say no to the the request of of his mother and so we we always we always try to ground ourselves in scripture and, and Mary is not uh, she's not against us she's not against the Lord she is she's for the Lord more than you or I could ever imagine to be um, she is more for the Lord than than any any anyone yeah uh, so we we latch on to her. You know, I, I love that scene of the wedding feast at Cana. You know, those are the last words we hear spoken by Mary in Scripture. And the fact that she she accomplishes everything that we talk about, her role being there, because she intercedes. You know, the, the first is she comes to Jesus, they have no wine. So she's interceding on behalf of someone, and then she points those people there and by extension we get that same command do whatever he tells you points us back to jesus follow him listen to him you know same thing that god the father says at the baptism or says at the transfiguration this is my beloved son listen to him and we get that same sort of uh, marching order from our blessed mother which I, I think is just so beautiful that we see that role fulfilled so so quickly succinctly in this in this scene this setting of jesus's first miracle yeah, and, and what's comforting about Mary's intercession there of, of bringing the need before Jesus is that, you know, the bride and groom, the husband and wife, they had no idea, you know, it seems like that, that, that they were running short of wine. They probably had no idea. And even without, you know, them asking Our Lady, she was kind of like, she was thinking ahead. She was providing for them before, you know, without them even perhaps specifically saying, well, we, we've got a problem. And that always provides a lot of comfort within within prayer because we know that there's you know, the different intentions that that we're you know including in our prayers every day. But then we know that there's many graces and and blessings that uh, that our Lord gives us that um, 
we didn't even ask for. Maybe we, we maybe didn't even know that we needed. And I think that's often just like at the wedding feast at Cana, Our Lady working behind the scenes, sometimes without us even knowing how she's working and what she's interceding for. Talking with Father Matthew Witter today, he is a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and we're talking about the Rosary, praying the Rosary today on this, the memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary, and inviting you to call in and join the conversation. The number is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. How has praying the Rosary helped you in your life? How have you seen your relationship with Christ deepen because Mary has pointed you, directed you, guided you to her son, to Jesus? Uh, How has praying the rosary helped you maybe to grow in the virtues, to maybe be more patient, to overcome some vice, maybe to remain pure, to remain chaste. And you're welcome to call and share your story of how Mary's intercession, her prayers on your behalf, uh, how that has made that change, that impact in your life. You can also call in with your questions about the rosary. If you have a question about praying the rosary, you're welcome to call in and speak with Father Matthew, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And we'll be right back with more here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters, flexible premium life insurance. For less than $12 a month, a 40-year-old can get a half million dollars of coverage. Go to RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today, the memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. And that's what we're talking about, praying the rosary, seeking the intercession of our Blessed Mother, and how we can better enter into this beautiful prayer devotion and have a better understanding of it as well. And uh, inviting your phone calls at 888-914-9149. Maybe you have prayed the rosary for a long time, maybe for years and years. How has the rosary had that sort of life-changing impact for you? Maybe it's been in small and subtle ways, um, but you can tell, you know, over the years, that gradual impact that it's had just in your own life and in your relationship with God. Maybe you have a question about the rosary, about asking Mary's intercession in our prayers. You're welcome to call in and speak with our spiritual director, Father Matthew Witter, at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Also want to invite you to pray the rosary with us every night, every evening at 7 o'clock Central here on Relevant Radio. We have the Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky, and uh, it's live, it's interactive, it's an opportunity for all of us to join together, kind of in a virtual faith community around the country, around the globe even. You know, we have people listening all over the world and praying together with us, thousands and thousands of people that are uniting their prayers. You can call in with your own intentions, you can email your own prayer requests, and again, that's 7 o'clock Central. Um, If you're unable to join us and pray the Family Rosary, across America in the evening, well, 
pray the rosary. If if you haven't started that, I really want to encourage you. It really will make a difference in your life. And, you know, those things that maybe if you have been uh, wrestling with anxiety or fear in your life, maybe you've got something that you just can't seem to get past, some sort of vice, some sort of sin that seems to have its hooks dug deep into you. Um, I'm not. I'm not promising that you pray it today, tomorrow, that's going to be gone. But the more time that you spend praying the rosary, you'll see that transformation that happens there. Uh, again, want to encourage you to join Father Rocky for the Family Rosary Across America tonight, 7 o'clock Central, and every night at 7 o'clock Central here on Relevant Radio. Uh, Father Matthew, so let's, uh, let's go to the phones first before we kind of get back to some of the things we were talking about here. A lot of people calling in. Marilyn is listening out in the Pacific Northwest in Washington. Marilyn, welcome to The Inner Life. Glad to have you on the air. Thank you so much. Um, about three years ago, I started to pray the rosary daily on my walk. And on September 8th, I went to a church event. It was celebrating Mary's birthday. And on the morning of September 9th, I was um, awakened by the Holy Spirit at 419 in the morning out of nowhere. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to stop drinking. And that was my last drink was on September 8th. I couldn't believe it. It was very quick. And that was it. He said, I want you to stop drinking. And I have not drank since. So it saved my life. Praying the rosary, she helps save my life. And I have never felt better. So thank you so much for letting me share this story. And God bless you both. That's a beautiful story. Can I ask, how long had you been praying the rosary before that that encounter with the Holy oh, Spirit? It was almost one year, Father. One year, and then it was at that it was at that moment where, kind of unexpected, the Lord spoke to you. Very, very. I never thought I would stop drinking. I had always just, you know, kept drinking and. Yep. Little by little, I was getting messages to stop, but they knew I had a problem, and I was just yep. I, I can handle it. Just help me kind of handle it. Yep. And boy, did he ever. <laughs> yep. Using the, you know, praying the rosary. And I'm a cradle Catholic. I always knew about the rosary, but I just did not know the power of praying the rosary. It, it's a beautiful connection there because you, you opened your heart and even you know with the you know with the drinking you know you like help me handle it or and uh, you know you you opened your heart there and the lord said i can work with that and that 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 daily praying of the rosary uh, do you have a favorite mystery in the rosary um, good question um not that i can think of but i gravitate towards the luminous mysteries maybe okay. because you know they they remind me of light light of yep. The light that she gives us in all of the darkness of the world. That, that's a beautiful, and yeah, in the darkness and in the, sometimes with addiction, you know, that darkness feels like it's just, just closing in. And yeah, what does the rosary do? Just like you said, the luminous mysteries and all the mysteries, they bring God's light into the midst of that. So that's just a beautiful Beautiful testimony, Marilyn. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You know, one of the things that might be good to talk about here, too, I made mention, um, you know, before we took Marilyn's call, praying the rosary, it really can have that life-transforming effect. But if there is something that you're praying to 
you know, be released from if it is an addiction, if it is some sort of sin that you're struggling with. Um, it, it might be instantaneous, but it might be something that takes a while. Uh, you know, with Marilyn saying it was basically a year of her praying consistently the rosary before she had that ability to just walk away completely from alcohol. Um, and even that might be a really rapid response compared to other people who are praying and saying, I'm struggling with this, or I've got yeah. this, you know, whatever, this addiction, this this uh, kind of cross that I'm bearing in my life, and I want to be free of that. And God's going to wait for the perfect moment, the perfect time, his timing, where he knows that that is the best place for you to be free. Yep, it's, it's always God's timing, and prayer, and especially the rosary, opens us up to, to God's timing. And I think with some of the, even, you know, some of the healings that take place, you know, with, with Marilyn, that the rosary became a very kind of established part of her, of, of her personal prayer life. And I think that, that's so important in the sense of, like she said, and she, she hasn't gone back to taking a, a drink, praise God. And I know that's not the case for everyone. And so we don't uh, hold judgment there, but there, but there is something to be said about, you know, part of that, that strength is, is, is coming from the, the daily prayer time and, and, and the rosary. Uh, let's take one more phone call here. Uh, we've got Servando. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, listening in San Antonio. Uh, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks uh, for taking my call. Uh, so my quick uh, question, uh, I actually have a lot of questions, but, you know, uh, just yeah. to get one. Um, my question is, why do we put so much emphasis on Mary when there's a lot of times in the Bible it kind of goes con- contradicts that? I know there's a story uh, that talks about uh, the woman who speaks out when Jesus is preaching, and she says, blessed are the breasts that fed you and the womb that bore you. And he said, blessed rather are those who keep and, and, and uh, take my commandments. So yeah. why, why is that? Yeah, great, 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 great point there. So first of all, you know, what, what the Lord is making clear there is that discipleship is not, you know, based on a privileged relationship as, you know, being, you know, if the Lord had children, let's say, or, or you know, he had brothers or sisters or things like that, we'd say like, well, you're, you know, you're related, of course, you have a close relationship. And when, the, when the Lord says, you know, blessed are those who hear my word and carry it out, what the Lord is saying, you know, this type of discipleship is open to everyone. You know, it's not based on a, you know, on a blood relationship, it is open to everyone. And so that's a, that's a powerful, powerful connection there. The, the next point of that is, is who has followed, you know, the Lord's will better than, than anyone? You know, his mother, his blessed mother Mary, the blessed mother Mary. And so we'd say that Mary has a privileged place in terms of discipleship because Mary carries out what the Lord says there better than anyone, you know, better than anyone. So it's beautiful words by our Lord, in the sense of, of opening up discipleship, making it clear this is not a blood relationship, and we'd, we talk about the power of baptism and being included in, in the Lord's family. And then, um, you know, but, but who carries out the Lord's will better than anyone? It's, it's the Blessed Mother Mary. And, and part of, even at that time, we'd say, you know, this John Paul II kind of unpacked that scripture passage a little bit. He had a, he had a great connection with it, because he said even in that passage, our Lord was, was kind, of, um, kind of helping form the heart of Mary, because, you know, Mary, when she said yes to the angel Gabriel, you know, yes to being the, the mother of Jesus, you know, little did she know that she was also saying yes to being the spiritual mother of all of us. And that's, um, that's culminated on the cross when, 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 when our Lord looks down and says, you know, to John, the beloved disciple representing all of us, 
behold your mother. And so we'd say there's a number of different dynamics going on in that passage, but those, those are a couple. Great questions. Yeah, very good question. Thanks so much for uh, calling in. And, you know, Father, as you're talking about the yes that Mary gives, uh, one of the things that I think really helped me in looking at Mary and saying, wow, she really is, you know, the the claims that the Catholic Church makes about her, um, we, we don't necessarily see it unpacked maybe in the scriptures like Paul says with Jesus where he is the new Adam, you know, where through one man sin entered the world, but then through one man the world is is redeemed. And we have Jesus as that new Adam. But the early church fathers, they would talk about Mary being the new Eve and how where Eve in the Garden of Eden, she said, No, I'm not going to I'm not going to live my life the way God is asking. I'm going to live how I want. And she takes of the fruit. She eats of the, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, you know, being able to see the different types of Mary in the Old Testament that are foreshadowed, even with the Ark of the Covenant itself being a foreshadowing of Mary, you know, holding the mysterious bread from heaven, the manna, holding the... Uh, the Ten Commandments, the tablets there that are fulfilled in Jesus, the law that's fulfilled, seeing that she carries in herself, just as the Ark of the Covenant, this pure vessel that carried these things that look ahead to how that old covenant will be fulfilled in the new covenant that is Jesus. We get so many places that point us to Mary, um, but those are so amazingly unpacked for us by so many of the, the, the fathers and doctors of the Church. Yep, exactly, and, and and Our Lady is, you know, always behind the scenes. And as we look, you know, the Ark of the Covenant is is a is a powerful, powerful connection as well. And and you know, like you mentioned, with the Mary being the new Eve, we see in the Old Testament a man, a woman, and a tree. And uh, you know, then in, in the New Testament, there's a man, a woman, and there's a tree. You know, like the cross of our salvation, and so it it comes full circle. Uh, again, talking with Father Matthew Witter today here on The Inner Life, taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149 as we talk about praying the rosary, 888-914-9149. Uh, Father, we've talked a lot about the intercessory aspect of praying the rosary. Let's also talk about the meditative prayer that we enter into when we pray the rosary. And specifically, we have, as you mentioned, the different mysteries, the the joyful, the luminous, the sorrowful, the glorious, these different reflections on what, you know, these significant events in the life of our Lord, and then even towards uh, the Blessed Mother then being taken into heaven. How how can we have, uh, I guess, the most beneficial time spent in meditative prayer? What are some things that might help us to enter into those moments of reflection and meditation in a better way when we're praying. Yeah, I think that the first thing is to always be very conscious of of the Holy Spirit, that it's the Holy Spirit that that guides our prayer. And so before praying the rosary, always to be open to the Holy Spirit, because we even think of Mary as the, the spouse of the Holy Spirit, but Mary had this incredible openness to the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we're just talking to ourselves. You know, with the Holy Spirit, then we are praying, then we're talking to God. So we, we need the Holy Spirit to keep prayer from being talking to ourselves. 
um, you know, we need to be in, in communion with God. And the rosary, I always think of it as like this, this, this powerful torrent of, of God's grace that's out there. And when we, we begin to pray the rosary through the Holy Spirit, we, we kind of get ourselves right in the middle of a, of a current of God's grace. And in the sense of that, the meditative part of the rosary, you know, many of the, the prayers of the rosary, you know, the Hail Mary, we repeated, you know, 10, 10 straight times and while thinking about the mystery. And I think whenever we're praying, you know, especially looking at the, the Hail Mary parts of the, the rosary, I kind of think there's always kind of three ways that our that our meditation might go. Number one, we might place ourselves right in the midst of that that mystery. So we put ourselves in the mystery. Um, perhaps you have the scripture before us. We can maybe focus on a word from the the mystery of of Christ's life. And so we could be caught up in the mystery. That that might be one type of meditative part of it. Another might be is perhaps we're coming into the the rosary with a question: Lord, what should I do about X, Y, or Z? Or maybe we're praying for people. Sometimes in the midst of the meditation, you know, the Lord might speak to us, you know, answering that question, or we might have a, like a particular person or situation that we're, we're bringing before the Lord. And then, you know, another meditative aspect of it is, is, is many times in the rosary, there's a particular word in one of the prayers that just kind of captivates us. And, you know, when a word kind of catches us, um, you know, to keep that, that word in our, in our prayers, especially as we kind of go through the, the meditative part of the rosary. And so that's the, the gift of the the, the repetitive part of, of the rosary is that it kind of gives us a way to settle into uh, to a meditation where we kind of know what's coming next, but that allows us to, you know, to focus on where the Holy Spirit is, is guiding us. And so, yep, sometimes, you know, the, the words of the prayer, boom, we're right focused on that. Other times it's, you know, a particular person or situation is, is right at the top of our prayer. And then, uh, you know, of course, first and foremost, the mysteries from Christ's life. But all of that, has to be guided by the Holy Spirit. That's right. what makes it prayer and not, uh, you know, just kind of talking to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, good. Again, Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director on The Inner Life today. He is a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And talking about praying the rosary, also inviting you into the conversation. Maybe you have a question about praying to Mary, praying the rosary. Uh, maybe you'd love to share your story about how praying the rosary has impacted you the answers to prayer that you've seen, the way that your life has grown, uh, your spiritual journey, it's drawn you closer to Christ. Our phone number is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Uh, Father, let's also maybe pick up on what you were saying about the questions, the intentions, the prayer requests that we have, and uh, and talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. You're listening to Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond. Today, speaking with Father Matthew Witter, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, pastor of St. John Newman's, St. William's, St. Joseph's, and St. Mary's Parishes, located in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and welcoming you to join the conversation as we talk about the Rosary here on this, the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. And if you joined us a little late into the hour, well, of course, the podcast will be posted after we're off the air here. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the entire hour. You can find that at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Uh, While you're at our website or on the app, uh, you know, there is something very special that we are going to be giving away. We've done this for the last couple of years, and I'm really excited that we were able to bring it back again this year. Advent not too far off, right? No, I don't worry. I'm not going to be like one of those stores that decorates too early for Christmas. Uh, but uh, the reason I'm talking about this is because we have to have plenty of time to make sure that you get this. We're going to be giving away 200 uh, beautiful nativity sets, and you can be one of 200 winners if you sign up. The nativity sets, uh, I, I think they're valued at over $500, if I remember correctly. And we have a very generous donor who wanted to step forward and say, you know, we want to make sure that people remember why we celebrate Christmas. So this gives you an opportunity to put this out in your yard or someplace outside your home, and uh, it's perfect. We're going to do our absolute best to ensure you have it, that you can have that uh, delivered to your home if you're one of the winners, and it can be outside at the very beginning of Advent. And all you have to do to sign up and win is go to our website, relevantradio.com slash set, as in nativity set, S-E-T, relevantradio.com slash set. And if you're interested, please sign up. We'd love to have you be the winner of one of those 200 nativity sets we'll be giving away. Again, uh, talking with Father Matthew Witter here on The Inner Life. And Father, before we go back to the phones, let's talk for a moment about when we are praying, you mentioned there's the intentions that we bring, the questions, the, you know, whatever it is that we're saying, this is the thing I want, or this is the thing I need, or, you know, here's the desire that I have right now. And I think it's so easy to get focused on those requests that we have when we bring them to God, when we ask for Mary's intercession in praying the rosary. But maybe can you speak to how the more time that we spend in prayer, the, uh, you know, it's we're going to find ourselves more united to God, and it's really going to start to transform us. Those requests, the things that we we need or we want, the more that we spend time in prayer day in, day out, it's going to help realign our wants and our desires not to be quite as selfish or as self-focused, and rather we're going to gradually start to have our wants and our desires be the things that God really wants for us or wants for the people that we love that we're praying for. That's a great insight, that, that prayer is not you know, so much about getting what, what we want or, or uh, what we think we need. It's, it's all about coming into to union with our Lord and letting, you know, we think about the mysteries of the rosary, letting the mysteries of the Lord's life kind of pass through our life and Many times you can even find the mysteries of the, you know the mysteries of the rosary within different intentions that that we're praying for, and it gives us a new way of you know seeing like the Lord, thinking like the Lord, which is you know that's the the focus of prayer is is opening ourselves to the Lord's life to be able to live 
the Lord's life within us. And, and it's a great sense of it that many times in prayer we become to we come to see things differently and even see some of the intentions that we're we're knocking, seeking, and and, and asking. We we see them differently as we as we we focus more on the Lord's life. Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got Sarah, who is calling in from Oak Park, Illinois. Sarah, welcome to The Inner Life. Glad to have you on the air. Hi. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Um, When I pray the rosary, I seem to have distractions all the time. I persist, but I still have them. And I pondered a little bit wondering, is the rosary a gift that God gives us? And I just have to wait till I can get that gift so that I can meditate more fully on the rosary and what do you think about distractions and how do you overcome them you know with, with distractions my first thought is as human beings i'm not sure if it's true for for you but we get distracted it seems like we get distracted no matter what we're doing <laughs> you know <laughs> we could be driving 70 miles down the interstate and we could get you know we could get distracted um, i'm not sure if you find you know you know even in the sense of uh, online you know, with younger people especially with social media and things you know, everything is 20 seconds on to the next thing. So I think one of the great things about the rosary is it kind of helps form us in a world where we do get distracted easily. That, you know, what's common, even in the rosary, we get distracted. But the beautiful thing about the rosary is many times there's another Hail Mary right around the corner waiting for us to kind of uh, give us a new start. Even if our mind wanders, usually there's another Hail Mary that's like, okay, Lord, help me, help me focus back in. Does that make sense a little bit or does that kind of help? Yeah, because I'll do the rosary over over if I've been too distracted, and sometimes it's the third way around that I'm you know, oh. getting better meditative benefit out of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I wouldn't get too, you know, sometimes we can, be, we can become too scrupulous even, where we get too obsessed with, oh gosh, am I, you know, did I get, get distracted? It's, it's not a bad idea to, to pray the rosary again, but I would just, even within the rosary, yeah, many times that happens, things that can come into our mind, it's like, whoa. You know, where, where did that come from? Where we find ourselves, you know, not meditating on the the mystery, but meditating on, you know, something that we've got coming up later in the day or tomorrow or something with sports, whatever. You know, that, that's where the rosary is a gift because I think many times with certain prayers outside of the rosary, if we get distracted, we just give up and we say, oh, you know, I'm done, um, move on. The nice thing about the rosary is it's, it's you know, so, so often there's another Hail Mary, glory be, waiting around the corner where it gives us an opportunity to not just give up, but to, to kind of refocus in the, midst of, in the midst of the prayer. Yeah, you know, Sarah, one uh, piece of advice I heard somebody share in praying the rosary and how to maybe minimize or limit some of those distractions is actually to keep a notepad or a notebook right next to you with a pen or a pencil and when you have that distraction, that thing maybe that's coming up later in your day or something that you know you have to do, just write that down. That way you know you'll remember it. It's there, and it no longer has that hold over you as a distraction. You can just turn right back to that very next Hail Mary or that next Our Father and be able to dive into the prayer again without that distraction having that kind of you know, hold over you during that time. Uh, You know, another thing that I've mentioned here in past shows, but I I think it's such a great insight, too, is that we can can think, well, we've got to finish all five decades. We've got to get through all the Hail Marys, all the the Our Fathers, all the Glory Bees. 
I love the example of Pope uh, Emeritus, Pope Benedict XVI. I remember hearing about him where he would maybe sometimes only make it through one or two decades of praying the rosary because he'd get so immersed, so lost in the meditating, the reflecting on whatever that mystery is that he wouldn't be able to get to the rest of praying those other decades of the rosary. He'd have to he'd have to pick it back up some other time later in the day, or he just knew that it was going to be kind of this ongoing relationship conversation with God. And I think if, if the Holy Father can give us that example, that's just such good news for us, you know? Don't be afraid of letting the prayer, and, and as you, you know, going back to what you said, Father, letting the Holy Spirit guide you in that prayer so that you're really experiencing that relationship and that conversation, and it's not so one-sided that you're the one saying, I just got to make it through these, 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 this number of prayers within this window of time. I like how you, you said that, that, even that example from Pope, uh, Pope Meredith Benedict XVI, because that's, that's even the point of the rosary, is that there is a point where perhaps, yeah, we do get kind of swallowed up in, in the, the contemplation of a, of a particular mystery or, or something there. And then at the same time, we have our human need to get things done. And we say, okay, I've got to get this, you know, I've got to get this done. And we can find ourselves fighting with the Holy Spirit. And that could be a danger of the rosary where it becomes about just getting it in. And, you know, I'm going to force my way through the, the different beads when perhaps we could even, uh, even within the mystery, sometimes just the Lord asking us, okay, just be, even be silent and, and in the, in the middle of a mystery. So it's, definitely a movement of the Holy Spirit, and, and I think distractions, they happen in every, every aspect of our lives, certainly as well in prayer, and it's just a sense of, yep, Lord, help me to, to refocus. I like that idea of if there's a, you know, a, you know, a note, write it down, and and then, uh, and then move on. Yeah, uh, Father, we're down to our last minute and uh, unfortunately don't have time to take any more phone calls, but let's say that I'm somebody who's been praying the rosary for quite a while. I've prayed it for years and years and years, and I, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on these different mysteries, these moments in the life of Christ. Any advice on how you can kind of approach those mysteries, maybe with fresh eyes or renewed sense of wonder at what really is happening in these moments of Jesus' life? Keep the scriptures in front of you, because many times different scriptural connections outside of like the, the tangible you know, mystery that, of scripture that might be related to the mystery, but look for even different scripture passages that help maybe open up new avenues in there. And then remember, the Holy Spirit, that's the gift of prayer. Um, we get out of the way, and the Holy Spirit can always take us deeper. That, that's the gift. And so it's always, Lord, what is the new kind of area that you're, you're going to open up? The Holy Spirit is always, always making things new, always kind of unfolding things in, in, in deeper ways. Beautiful. Well, Father, yeah, and that's a great note to end on here. We've got about 30 seconds. Could I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners? Through the intercession of St. Joseph and Our Lady of the Rosary, Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Father Matthew Witter, thank you for being our spiritual director today. And, of course, thanks to our team of producers here, Nick Sentovich, Thomas Engesser. And thank you for being a part of the program. Apologies if you called in and we didn't have time to get you on the air. But we'll be back on Monday and look forward to doing this again, having a great conversation with another one of our priests and how we can grow in relationship with God. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Stay tuned. Of course, Mass coming up next, followed by The Faith Explained here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.